everyone thanks for joining us for let's talk recovery my name's aaron this is caleb uh, we're grateful to be back with you guys again today um before we get started we do want to encourage you to check us out on social media facebook instagram youtube uh wherever you consume um your media and waste your life uh, you'll find us there and uh, be sure to leave us this phenomenal reviews all all the things um and then uh and I want to encourage you to re reach out to us if you need anything. Um, and I know I always say this at the end. Um, I'm fearful people don't listen to the end. Um, you know, why, would, why would you think yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you can reach us at the church office here at 918-283-2221, or you can always email us at info at cedarpoint.church. And if you have the displeasure of knowing us personally, um, you can just walk up to us and say, hey. Um, you guys I'm, suck. Yeah, you guys <laughs> suck. I'm offended by your content. Um you're wrong, whatever. Um, I would be thrilled to know that they're listening. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And uh, I love, I love it when people, you know, want to come debate things. So yeah. um, it's kind of my favorite pastime. Yeah, it's arguing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, so today, um, Cable and I are doing something a little bit unique. Um, we're doing um, our top five. What would you call them? Top five like pieces of advice for people in recovery. Yeah, in recovery, whether it's substance abuse or just life in general, yeah. um, our top five pieces. Now, what we've done is we've ordered our top five individually. And so I have five. Caleb has five. Um, I don't know what he has. He doesn't know what I have. So there may be overlap. There may not be. They may be in different orders. Um, yep. But kind of just going to go back and forth with uh, – if we were to sit down with you one-on-one -on -one and tell you you're stupid and how you need to change your life, where we would start, um, what we would do um, to do that. And I, I need to go back and apologize. I forgot. I'm, I'm not supposed to call people stupid anymore. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry. What, what you're, we, when we sit down and tell you that what you're doing is stupid. Yeah. What you're doing is stupid. That's stupid a better way to put it. That's what I really does. mean, too. That's the heart of that it. That is true. I mean – you know, I, and I would say to the person, I'm, I'm not going to name him. You yeah. can, I'm sure you will, but um, the one who gives you the most grief about calling people stupid. Yeah, my sister? Yeah. Yeah, my sister is <laughs> the worst about it. I, uh, you know, I, I would, when we talk about we like to argue, uh, I would argue with her that, you know, th there can't be no stupid people out there. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, has she not been out among <laughs> the populace, like... There are stupid people. I yeah. mean, it's just like, again, as Forrest says, stupid is stupid does. At some yeah. point, if the majority of the things you do are stupid, then that makes you stupid. Um, well, my sister works in healthcare. Uh, she, she should know. And um, <laughs> the more of the urgent care type oh. of dynamic of yeah, healthcare. Yeah. And yeah, so. Yeah, when I when I worked at, so my wife and I met at St. John's Hospital. We both were nurse, nurse aides in a one-day surgery. And I told, you know, my opinion is that, the fair and the hospital are the two places where everybody comes out to, like you see every type of person, you know, like, <laughs> and, and it's absolutely true, you know, when you're, well, I got a lot of stories, but anyway, I'm just saying, like, hey, the, as many stories that I've heard about things in, in cavities of the body <laughs> lets me know that there is indeed stupid people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I won't call them stupid. Somebody else can do that because I'm, I'm better than that. I don't know. Some at some point you fall into that. <laughs> maybe we use it a little bit too often. But yeah, maybe that's what it is. But, um, uh, but it's still it's apropos I think for some people. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So all right. we're gonna do our top five today, um, and we're gonna kind of go back and forth. We won't uh, belabor any points. Um, too much. We're gonna try. I should take that back. We're gonna try not we're to. Not, we're not known for belaboring <laughs> points. 
um, to belabor anything too much. But uh, Caleb, right. you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first since it was my idea. Um, so, again, you know, these are kind of ordered. Now, this drum roll. we need a drum roll thing. Uh, yeah, I will say that I, I intentionally put this one in the, in the five spot because uh, – because, you know, one of my things that I like to um, get on people about in recovery is the Jesus juke. When I say Jesus juke, that is the um, using uh, I'm going to pray more or read my Bible more as an answer for something. And instead of actually, you know, something that's prag- pragmatic, something that they'll actually implement, they, they use that as an avoidance technique. Yeah. So anyway. Instead so of actually evaluating. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of actually evaluating, actually making any any. Physical, I hate to say the word real change because reading your Bible and praying is real change. I think effort would probably be a good word to throw Effort in is a good one, yes. Yeah. yeah, doing something that requires a little bit more effort. And that not is, that reading your Bible is not effort no, or yeah. you know, praying. But Especially certain books. Yeah. I'm reading Ezekiel right now, man. That guy, <laughs> don't invite him to any parties. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I just want to preface that because I don't want people to be like, oh, you, this is number five for you. Um, so my number five was, was either A, get or reestablish your relationship with Jesus. Okay, yeah. so... I mean that's that's the place we want to start is um, uh, if you're not if you don't have Jesus accept Jesus. So this is your number one or your number. This is five? my number five. That's okay. what I'm saying. Right. This isn't my most important. Yeah. It's not highest on my list. Yeah. Somebody's got their priorities out of line. That's it. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> where I prefaced it. So I, I set that up and you walked right into it. Um, obviously, this is where things begin with us. Um, but again, just accepting. Jesus into your life isn't you know and this sometimes people treat this like it's 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 a miracle cure when it comes to your addictions like well I accepted Jesus so now my life should be perfect no you still have there's still work to be done and so that's again why I put it here um but if you if you uh if you haven't accepted Jesus you need to do that because that's where we um you know that 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 big hole in your life that you're trying to fill is uh needs to that you're trying to fill with drugs and alcohol and whatever else, um, you need to fill that hole with something eternal, like, you know, God, um, not, and not you or your version of God, but actual God in the universe, objective kind of God that, that actually has authority over your life. And so, um, you need to do that. And if you have done that and, uh, you've checked out for the past 10 years, then maybe, you know, pick up the phone again, so to speak, and, and, <laughs> and, and reestablish that relationship uh, and, and actually put Jesus back into the center of your life and allow God to actually hold the position of God in your life instead of you holding the position of God in your life. So I like that, um, you know, because, uh, I mean, God does present himself, too, as the Alpha and the Omega, and so I'm going to give you credit here. You know, it should be the beginning and the end, <laughs> yeah. you know, and come full circle. And so, even though I'm not going to tell you what my number one is till you know, we get to number one, yeah, but I know it's Jesus, it's Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus. Uh, we can't reveal it. We're not yeah. on number one. So my, my number five, um, see there's, see now there's, there's intrigue with mine because yeah. you know, well, if you're, I've already taken, if I've already taken Jesus off the table, well, you don't know what's the rest of my list. Yeah, that, that is true. I mean, so now it's you just, you've just kind of, I, I put a lot of thought into mine. <laughs> I, I put a lot of thought into mine too. <laughs> So, um, my, my last, so my, uh, my number five, which would be like the fifth thing that I would, I would tell somebody, um, as they're changing is this, uh, never stop pursuing change. Never stop pursuing positive change, um, in your life. Uh, so often, you know, I feel like people, um, feel like they've arrived somewhere, um, and they have some glaring issue. They work on it. 
and then they come become complacent, they stop, um, and in the world of spiritual growth, which to me encompasses any type of recovery, there's no such thing as neutral. So if you stop doing something, you actually begin to backslide. And so that's where um, I think it's important that we never stop pursuing. You know, I've overcome addiction in my life, but now I'm looking at, all right, what are all the other things that are really messed up with me that I can work on now? And I try to tackle them one at a time, five at a time, whatever I can do. And I think that's the, the place where so many people miss it. They just they just stop um, one day and they, then they just try to go about their lives again. And um, I think that's a real miss there. Yeah. No, I, that one's good. Um that's you know it's the principle um you know i always try to teach my patients but as far as your body and movement is is i tell them that it's like listen it's you know it's the same thing with health and your physical physical body is that um you know even though you may not be going out and like you know doing things that are harmful to your body just sitting and that's why americans are so unhealthy is because we sit so much and just sitting and not doing anything at all causes the generation to accelerate inside your body and so um and it's the same thing like we were talking about is like just because you know i'm doing better as soon as we stop you know we're we're not static you know you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards you know and so that's that's a use it or lose it that's the whole principle so um and and besides we're called to do more yeah you know god always you know paul says that you know i'm always press forward to finish the race and then you know he says i'm 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 in this race until i'm dead right and so uh, in, in any race we don't just stop and sit um and, and wait and i'm done yeah <laughs> i've done good enough i've completed enough of this race i don't need to complete anymore no we got to keep going until we get to the finish line so it's good um all right what's uh what's your number four my number four is don't give up um it's uh, and that kind of plays to the uh, the the I quit. You know, I'm I'm not gonna get it. Um, I fail too often, and um, the lapse, the relapse, however you want to put it. Um, so often I I just see people that just quit. Um, and I tell my kids that you know, the only time we fail is when we quit, when we quit mm-hmm. trying. And you know, I look at my life, 18 years of substance abuse, and. Um, I know a lot of people had wrote me off, um, <laughs> in a lot of ways I've begun to write, write myself off, you know, but, um, there's, there's never too late and, you know, until you're dead <laughs> to, to do different, to be different, to grow and to change. Um, never settle for that's just who you are, um, or that you just can't get it. Um, I hate, I hate the word can't. Um, and it's one of those things There's time's gone on. I've just passionately, if you ever want to piss me off in a conversation, just just say, I can't do that. No. Yeah. And I just want to strike you right in the face. <laughs> um, because it's just like, well, nope, you can't. Um, and I forget who said it. It might have been Ford. Um, uh, whether you think you can or think you can't, either way, you're right. Yeah. Um, and I think I kind of butchered that as well. No, that was close. It's pretty close. It was Ford, right? I think so. Okay. Well, we're going to agree that it's Ford. <laughs> yeah. It's um, Ford for today. Yeah, it's Ford <laughs> for today. Uh, but it's just, it's so true. Um and, you know, we don't want to be arrogant, but we should be confident, right? right? Um, and there's a fine line there. I get yeah. that. but My wife thinks I dance on that fine line. Yeah, very my wife thinks I dance on that fine line, too. I don't know why <laughs> she probably, thinks yeah, that. I don't but, know. Yeah. 
You know, <laughs> our wives just, I mean, for whatever reason, they can't just understand that we're just great. And the fact that we're great and can do everything That's right. um, doesn't mean that we're arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> it means we're capable. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Had to mute myself there before I coughed. Um, yeah. You know, the thing is, uh, <laughs> I will address the, the kind of that. This was the point I try to, the distinguishing thing I try to make with Jill about <laughs> My, my confidence slash arrogance is confidence is knowing what you can do. Arrogance is believing it's that you can do something that you know you can't do. You know, I think that's where, that's where the difference is. You know, it's, I'm, con- I'm, I'm confident that I can, I can figure out most things. Like, yeah. you know, if, if I, if I wanted to become a rocket scientist, like it may take me longer than, you know, some math genius to, to become a rocket, but I, I feel like given enough time and effort, I could get there. Now, arrogance is, uh, oh, you know, oh yeah, I, I'm go ahead and let me go ahead and design that rocket now, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, I'll figure it out, uh, while I'm doing it. That's, that's arrogance. Like, you know, um, knowing or acting as if you know what you don't know. And, um, so there's nothing wrong with being confident. Yeah. You know, I'm reading a book right now. It's, um, it's by Bob Yandian and, uh, it's about leadership and lessons, lessons of leadership from David, um, King David and, you know, one of the ways that he paints the picture between arrogance and confidence in the book, and I, I may butcher this, but arrogance is kind of believing that, you know, we're God's gift to society, that nobody's helped us in this, that we've just arrived, right? Yeah. That, well, I was just born great. Um, you know, in the words of the great theologian Ricky Bobby, you know, I wake <laughs> up every morning and I, I pee excellence, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's arrogance. Right. Um confidence is is knowing that people and god have helped you to this place and you give credit where credit's due and it's like well i'm i'm capable i'm confident that i can do this and the humility to know that it's only because of what other people have done in me and then arrogance um is that place where you put yourself in the position of teacher no matter what yeah. Um, and confidence is even if you're confident in doing it, you kind of take the heart of student. Like you're always like, I'm confident I can do this, but I know somebody else can do it better. Um, and I want to glean, continue to glean in different areas if yeah. I can. Yeah. And, yeah. No, that's good too. I mean, and that, that is a lot where I know for me personally, that's where a lot of my confidence does come from is my belief in God. So, yeah. Because it's, I believe God made me yeah. with the, all sorts of abilities and talents that uh, I want to exploit take advantage of yeah. um the best i can you know and the, the only way i can figure out where that limit is is to keep pushing and figure out yeah. you know not become complacent and so um a lot of that does come from like said so my belief in god it's like because i don't i don't take away what he has done with, with yeah. what he has given me you know and so it's like let's see what this thing can do that you, you know given the keys of a, a sports car to a kid and like, hey let's let's see what yeah. this thing this baby can do <laughs> um but you know the the yeah don't quit um back to your your uh, fourth one don't quit that is um man that every success is is built on a mountain of failures yeah quote unquote failures because i i believe in failure the same way you do i don't think it's a failure until we until we quit yeah messing up or not not achieving a goal is not a failure um it's just you know it's it's a learning experience yeah, you know, opportunity. It's, it's feedback that's what we call it in the book um in in pursuing freedom is it's not failure it's feedback you know it's a it's a, you've tried something it didn't work out the way you intended what you need to do is go okay well you know what what why didn't this work out what yeah. what, what could i do better what do i need to change you know um 
that's uh, in my, um, you know, I always talk about triathlon and I've done 30 something now and, and I have a, I have, I've made myself a, a metal holder and on it is um, the thing that has been my saying ever since I started, this was my goal for my very first one and it's always my goal, my, my kind of bronze level goal is it says finish and don't be last and part of that is um you know no matter how much my race doesn't go the way i want it to is is i just i've got to get across that finish line and then when i'm done if it doesn't go the way i want I'm, i you know and my wife could tell you i will analyze the ad nauseum <laughs> how everything that didn't go right and I'm just like, okay, well, why, why didn't this do, you know, why didn't I perform the way I wanted to? Well, I needed to do better on my nutrition. I didn't train the right way. I didn't do, you know, so on and so forth. And, and so the next time I need, you know, I know what I need to improve so it doesn't happen again. So, you know, um, that would be the thing I would say on that as well is like, if you continue to, to mess up in the same way, like you're not doing what you need to do in order to um, correct those things, like stop messing. I mean, it's one thing to mess up multiple times it's another to mess up multiple times the exact same way like you need to make the effort to improve and do the right things and and change so you aren't messing up the the same way that's where you you start wandering into stupid land (laughs) (laughs) when you're like well I've, i've done the exact you know i've changed nothing and i keep messing up and i can't figure out why well because you haven't changed anything you know put in the effort and figure out what's going on and and um you know get it fixed you know, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rag on you for messing up multiple times, but if you're doing the same thing, it's the same thing over and over and over. And now, now I'm 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 not gonna yeah. be as polite. But all right, uh, my my number four is um, create a support structure, right? So uh, most people in addiction and recovery or coming into recovery have surrounded themselves with people who aren't necessarily supportive. And um, you know, one of the things Aaron likes to say, and we we say right here is. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. And and so, um, and, and as as the uh, the resident top introvert at recovery here, uh, you know, if I'm telling you you need to have people around you, then trust <laughs> me, you need to have people around you. Um, everybody, we need support. You need people to encourage you. You need just positive influences around you. And so, figure out what your you know, um, go find people to support you in your recovery journey. So that's, um, that's mine. Yeah. No, um, yeah, it's, uh, man, it is so important and it's hard. I, and I see it more with men. I just, I want to touch on that fact is men, you know, if you're a man listening to this, uh, being vulnerable and with people around you, um, is not appealing (laughs) anyway. Um, and, Women do this much better. Um, with women, I'd say, you know, stop with the, the high school level girlfriends that you're running around with. Those are not support systems. Stay yeah. away from that. But For they guys, tell me yes all yeah. the time. So guys, good. stay away from the bros. Um, yeah. That's not your support system. You know, you guys find mature people to speak into your lives. Um, so women, you know, people that are going to tell you you're wrong. Um, you know, again, that's not just going to side with you. Guys, people that are mature that aren't going to tell you, hey, let's just go drink about it yeah. or, you know, whatever. So find people that, that are mature believers that come alongside you um, and that actually support you in what you're endeavoring to, to do, change, pursue in your life. Yeah. 
you know, and for guys, you know, you talk about that is that is our our bugaboo is we can't. Well, I don't want to, you know, yeah. one, I don't, I don't want to express anything that could be taken as weakness. Yeah, right? what we, we wear as a badge of honor, yeah. our inability to communicate emotions and feelings. And yeah. I get that. I fall into the same category. Right. It's kind of preaching to the choir here, um, but it's not. It's not actually something to wear with pride. No, <laughs> it's immaturity. It's, yeah, well, and I mean, especially if if it's a, if it's creating a situation in which you're just destroying yourself. You know, yeah. it's like, well, way to go. You know, I mean, yeah. what do you want us to pat you on the back for being dumb? Um, and and but you know, and this is where you know, again, guys struggle with getting involved in recovery or doing something about fixing themselves. Is is well, I can't express. You know, I don't want to be crying and all this stuff. Okay, well, fine. Let me let me frame it for you this way. Maybe this will help you to do it. You know, is what you're doing is you're just trying to get, um, you know, advice like. But support, you know, this isn't when I talk about support, it doesn't mean we're, you know, we're like I said, we're just sitting around crying on each other's shoulders. But, you know, that's what my support is, is I go in and say, man, I can't, you know, I'm struggling doing this. What do you think I need to do? Yeah. You know, and that's the same thing you would do if you were fixing your car, right? You know, if I, I, I'm, you know, this thing's going wrong and I can't figure it out. Hey, you want to come take a look at it? You know, that's we guys do that. We, you know, we, if we know guys that know more about a thing, than, than we do we you know now again probably wait too long than we should because <laughs> we're we're too prideful but you know eventually we'll get the you know our car expert friend over to the house and say hey man take a look at this thing i can't figure out what's going on it's the same thing we do with our life we, we should be doing with our lives say you know yeah. i'm struggling with this thing what do you you know is there something you can see that that uh, i'm not that i'm not seeing um you know and if that helps you make that you know that jump to get uh in, get some support then um use that reframe how you see quote unquote support in a recovery type setting um in order to uh help yourself get to a place where you're actually getting support and getting help so all right um my number three is establish a new routine and habits okay so um it, it, I've said it before. I said it earlier. If you're going to continue to do the same thing and expect to get different results, um, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I think you've talked about it. Aaron's talked about this before. Um, that you would drive by. Was it you that I heard that you know, like when you were trying to get free, you yeah. would drive by like a bar or something, and you had gas to start station. Gas uh, station. Yeah, because towards the end, Quick Trip was a man a sore. And just my side, because it was right by, I live in Vertigris, there's a mm -hmm. quick trip right there, I would pass it, go into my house, and every night I would stop there, I'd buy a can of dip, I would buy um, some smokes, and, you know, I'd buy a couple, um, eight eight packs of 16 ounce cans of beer yeah. <laughs> every day, um, and that was what the end of my addiction looked like, um, and so... There's a place though where I can U-turn before hitting that gas station. Yeah. And so I would, I had to U-turn and and change my route going home, so that I wouldn't be tempted to pull in there. Because I'm like, man, if I go to that light, I'm gonna sit at the light, I'm gonna turn, and I'm going, I'm going in the quick trip. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's just what I'm gonna do because that was routine. Yeah. And so that's, uh, and we've, like I said, we've talked about this a number of times, I think. But um, you know, there's so much of what our body does. It's just habit, and it's habit, it's it's habit forming. So if you've ever been, if you're in the middle of addiction, and you've ever said to yourself, like, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. You don't enjoy, you know, you don't enjoy it, but you just keep doing it. This because a, a big part of that is the, uh, 
the subconscious has kind of taken over and it's become just this permanent habit that we have established inside of our brain. And so you just do it because that's what you do. And so in order to start breaking that addiction, you start changing that habit. So like if the first thing you're used to doing is rolling out of bed and, and, and drinking a beer in the morning, like to get yourself going, whatever, then you need to find a different habit. You need to replace that. You need to start, um, you know, it maybe it needs to be a cup of coffee or, um, you know, the first thing you do is throw on some clothes and go for a walk and get yourself out of the house so you're not reaching for that thing. Or, um, you know, like Aaron was talking about, if it's, um, you know, if, if driving by a certain place is something that's triggering, you know, every day if on the way home from work, I stop and get a six pack. Well, go a different route. Yeah. You know, because your your brain is cued to, you know, locations and, and, and routines. And, and until you break that routine, um, it, you're going to continue to struggle with that because it's just that's how our brains work. And so, you know, that's so much, you know, when we talk about recovery, in, especially in the spiritual context or the church context, is so much we, we just forget about that these – bodies that we have are machines right i mean we definitely have a spiritual side but there's it's very much a physical side as well and, and it just operates a certain way and we sometimes we just totally ne neglect our physiology when we talk about recovery and like i said in a spiritual context um and and so then we're continually fighting against just our natural system here and, and so you need to take those things into, into account and stop fighting against um, like I said, the, the physiology of your body and that this is just what it does, you know, it's just, it's, there's no, there's no, um, it's, it's an objective thing. It's a thing we know, this is how our brains work. This is what we do. So start taking that into account when you are, you know, um, trying to break your addiction. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was your number three. That was my number three. So my number three, um, same change people, places, things. Yeah, so. There we go. Um, it's, uh, man, it's so important just to break routine, break habit. Those are people, places, things. Don't, don't hold on to the, the 15 year, but 15 year, you know, long friendship that's dragging you down. There's just no point. Um, I, I almost associate with no one that I associated with my addiction. Yeah. Um, and guess what? I'm better off for it. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's scary at first. I don't live in the same community anymore. I don't go around there. I don't go around the people. Everything is different. And at this point, it's been so long that when those people find me, um, rather than me getting drug into that, they're drug into this world because I refuse to deviate from what I do now. And yeah. so I have actually now brought people into recovery, into a relationship with Jesus, and um, they've crossed over. Um, because I refuse to relent on this. And so the people that God, you know, wanted to come along with me, guess what? They're here too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is a much more appealing situation than, you know, yeah. waking up, not knowing what happened <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the, the night before. Um, you know, and that's, uh, um, that's another thing, you know, if it's, uh, you know, uh, Tuesday nights, I, I go drink with my buddies or whatever. It's like, go, go find a recovery group to be a part of like, you know, that's another part of establishing a new habit or routine is, um, th those idle times that that's when, you know, the, the desire to do something to make yourself feel better, um, go find, go fill that time with something else. That's part of creating a new habit or routine is, um, uh, you know, what is it saying? Idle, idle hands are the devil's play thing or idle minds. So it's, 
you know, the more you're just sitting alone by yourself or, uh, the more likely you are to reach out with to your, your, your drinking buddy or, um, you know, you, maybe you decide to do it by yourself, but, um, <clears throat> go fill that time, you know, find, you know, if that's a struggle, it's like, well, I just sit at home and I get bored. So I, I, you know, smoke meth <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how that conversation goes, but I'm just saying, if that is you start filling that time, that is part of making a new routine, a new, new habit. All right. What's, uh, what's number two? Um, my number two is probably your number one, um, and it's uh, take responsibility, stop being a victim. Nope. <laughs> no, man. Nope. <laughs> uh, That's man, a good one, though. Yeah, that take top, take responsibility, stop being a victim. Um, it's uh, I get it, I get it. Man, your life sucked, and maybe parents beat you, somebody molested you, and I'm not making light of those things. Sure. Those, those are real issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it could have been any number of things. Um, and I get that there's things in your life that if, if you would have had the opportunity to choose, you would have chose differently. Um, but what happened in the past is just that it's the past. And what we get to do moving forward is we get to choose to remain in the past or do something different. And I see so many people just man, carry that with them. I did it for so long. And I've seen so many others just drag that along relationship to relationship and that includes the relationship with god um and situation to situation and it's just it's a weight that man, keeps them tethered um and unable to be free yeah i'm actually surprised i didn't make my list <clears throat> um as much <laughs> I, as i'm a yeah i'm, yeah. I'm a, a preacher of that as well um but yeah you know take responsibility and that's um i mean that is i'm trying to think Lesson number one or three, I think, in my book. I think it's two, isn't it? No, two is I knew two is salvation. Okay. But I think uh, I think it's one. It's, it's acknowledge and admit or admit and acknowledge. I can't even say that word. Um, which is saying you know I've got a problem and then acknowledge that I have the you know I can take responsibility for myself and do something about it. And and that is where we start here is is saying that you you've got to take responsibility. And like Aaron said. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people that we deal with, bad things have happened to them. They are they are the victim of some sort of, you know, abuse or something like that, neglect. Um, and those are absolutely horrible things. Uh, unfortunately, what we can't do is, is undo those things. Yeah. You know, and so then, then you're left with the choice, right? Your choice is to either continue to, to kind of wallow in that. And I don't say that, you know, uh, despairingly at all. Uh or to 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 get on with your life, you know, and and obviously we're big fans of the second one. You yeah, know, you need to get on with your life. You know, um, God didn't make us to be victims. God didn't make us to be defeated by by something that man does to us. And um, you know, so so it's tough as it is, as it is sometimes to make that choice to choose to live in spite of what has happened to you, you, you got to do it, you yeah. know, and that's because we're called to do that. We're called to, to, to be, uh, carriers of the light of Christ. And, and, and we're not doing that by, um, feeling sorry for ourselves and, and acting as if something, some evil that has happened to us is going to defeat, you know, the creator of the universe. And that's how we, we behave. That's what we're doing when we, when we stay a victim. And so, yeah, you you have to take responsibility. You have to, you know, 
yeah, we absolutely, this one things I like to say is you absolutely do need to get on your knees and pray to God for guidance, wisdom, strength, and all those things. But then you have to get up and do something. You know, it's not, we don't just stay there. And um, so, yeah, absolutely take responsibility. That's a good one. So surprised I didn't make that on the list. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's see, that was your two? That was my two. Okay. So my two is create guardrails. So this is something that we don't, uh, again, this goes back to the, uh, well, I've, I haven't changed anything, and I don't know why um, nothing's changed. It's like, well, have you, um, you know, do you still allow those, uh, your your drinking buddies to speak into your life? Do you still, well, I, I'm going to give up alcohol, but I'm going to hang out with my coworkers at the bar. No. <laughs> That's not... <coughs> You, you have to be intentional about what is, again, this goes back, take responsibility, acknowledge the situation you're in. Okay, I struggle with with this thing, and I struggle with it in these circumstances, in these situations. Okay, so what do I need to do in order to guard myself from being exposed to those situations in these things? So does that mean I need to have an accountability partner that, that you know, I'm checking in with, that's, uh, I'm, hey, where are you going? Well, I'm going here, and I'm doing this thing. Okay, what's all going to be there? Is it, you know, is so and so going to be there, or is this you know item going to be there? Is this? I mean, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. You have to do whatever it takes to to get through this. And so, maybe that's what that is. Or, um, you know, the, I'm giving up alcohol, but I still have it in my house. Okay, let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> you know, to get all that crap and get it out. If you're going to make that choice, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat better and get healthy. Okay, but I'm also buying, you know, bags of potato chips still. Well, okay, you can do one or the other, but you can't do both, you know. And um, so, so what are you going to do? What do you, again, this is, goes back to, uh, you know, being practical in, in doing and putting in the effort to change your life. If you're going to change your life, you got to change your life. You're going to have to do something different. And so what are your guardrails? What guardrails have you put up in order to help keep you from falling back into your addiction? And that, that would be, the, you know, one of the things that I would have, have you, you, you list out. Again, if we were sitting across from you telling you all the ways in which you're stupid, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, tell me exactly, you know, where, what areas do you struggle in? When, do you, when are you exposed to this thing? Now tell me exactly, exactly in detail, in painful detail, how you're going to stop that. Like how are you going, what, what are you putting, what safety rails you're putting in place to keep yourself from exposing yourself to those kind of things yeah so when you say guardrails that's like another way to say boundaries right yes yeah i mean it's just so important <laughs> again that um and and boundaries help us to know our limitations and you know it's so important again i knew coming out of addiction that there were certain things that i could not allow in my life um and they go back i mean it kind of is inundated in, in a lot of the things we've talked about when i go to my people places and things list um i had to put boundaries there with people guardrails because i knew that all right if i if i'm crossing over here um it's not going to um be conducive to the lifestyle i'm trying to pursue because i'm weak here um mm -hmm. and over time you know i was able to evaluate and and move certain um guardrails um to uh, fit the, the place of maturity I was at or um, in some places with me, even the call that was on my life. Um, you know, as times went on, you know, people I cut off from my past, um, I feel more called to reach into um, those friend groups and communities. Um, it's been interesting since I've 
opened that we've opened the house i've had multiple people from my past stay there um and so i needed to remove um or move a boundary of all right they can come into my life here you know i didn't pick up the friendship exactly where it was at but um it's like all right you can you can be this now here um so it's so important just to know again where where are your guardrails where are your boundaries what can you handle what can you not handle maturity is knowing those things um you can't do everything you can't withstand um every assault on your life um be aware of where you're at in your growth and maturity and um act accordingly yeah and, the, and you know and to to hit it one more time they have to be significant that yeah. is that is one thing you see so it'll be like well, I just put it on the top shelf instead of right, right, right. You know, it's like, no, you, <laughs> you know, it's like, you're not getting it. Um, it well, and I'll see this. I see this with um, men do it, but I'm going to harp on women because I see more women do it. Um, and it's with relationship. They're like, I'm going to, I need to do better about the men I allow in my life mm-hmm. because they're toxic. So I'm not going to date anymore. And so that's the guardrail that they use. That's the boundary. I'm not going to date anymore. You know the one they failed to put in place? I'm not going to talk to men anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know what happens? Yeah. They're, they say they're not going to date. They carry on conversations that quickly um, evolve into romantic relationships. Right. And you know what they're doing a few months down the road? Mm-hmm. They're back in a toxic relationship yeah. because they put the wrong <laughs> boundary in yeah. place. Where the boundary should be like, I'm probably not mature enough to talk to men right now. Yeah. 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 No, that's, yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I know my ex is bad for me, so I'm going to cut it. You know, we're, we're breaking up, but I'm going to continue to text yeah. him. Um, well, and that's another one. Uh, I was going to, that reminded me of an illustration I was going to use for this point. Um, you know, we're going to, um, you know, we want to honor God with our relationship and, and not get physical before marriage, but we're also going to, you know, go over to each other's house frequently and Netflix and chill. Yeah. You know, no, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just going to put myself in, in a situation for it to happen. You know, um, uh, we'll, we'll, we're just going to live together. We're not going to, you know, we, we can live together without being physical. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I can go to uh, a candy store and not buy candy. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, sure. Um, keep lying to yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the thing. Again, they, they make up these weird, you know, it's like, okay, really? Are you are you really that dense, or I mean, or do you think I am when you tell me that, and you think I'm going to buy that? Like, because I'm not going to buy that. Like, I'm going to look at you like, uh, no, that's not going to work. Now, I mean, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. But uh, just just at least stop lying to yourself that, oh, uh, this is I'm going to work. This is going to work. No, it's not. It's not, and you know it's not. You're just trying to say it so you feel better and act like you're making an effort when you know you're really not. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, don't come crying to me when that fails because it's going to. <laughs> I just don't know why I got myself in this situation. All right, is it is it my turn? Yeah, it's. Um, a, I'm I'm curious to see what your number I'm one surprised. is. That um, uh, that your number one is. You won't is, be surprised. Yeah, um, because this is. I say this. I say what do I say? The top two reasons anybody falls back into into their addiction is romantic relationships and their their uh their friend relationships and so my number one is clean up your relationships which is why i didn't you know go into too much (coughs) you're using that as examples but (laughs) yes clean up your relationships i'm gonna give up drugs but i'm gonna hang out with everybody that does drugs that got me into drugs uh that still do drugs i'm gonna go over their house when i know that every time i walk into you know joe's house there's pot meth whatever on the table 
beer and all the stuff. Like, well, he's got a medical card for that. that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wrote it himself. <laughs> so he says meth, but meth is like misspelled. <laughs> it's uh, it's for his AD, ADHD. Oh, yeah. is that what that helps? Yeah. Okay, I'm not yeah. up on that. Well, Big Pharma that's right. wants you to get get meth from them you know at, and uh it's big, it's all conspiracy just really fighting the man that's what yeah. we're doing here and so <laughs> you know if you get your um medical meth card <laughs> yeah. you, know, you can combat adhd without that's big right. pharma the natural way no, the natural the way, way god intended yeah with uh pseudofedrin <laughs> <laughs> i don't even make dope anyway. like that anymore <laughs> uh, but yeah uh uh and the reason this is my number one is because in the 10, almost 10 years I've been involved in recovery ministry again, and I've, I've said it on, I don't know how many, on how many podcasts, this is, this is where people fail. I see it over and over and over and they, they, oh, I've been doing good. And then, oh, my, my buddy from high school, my drinking buddy came into town and, you know, he wanted to hang out. And so we, I said, yes. And we, you know, we started off hanging out at the restaurant, but then it was like, well, let's go get a beer afterwards. And then next thing you know, I've relapsed into whatever because they're still addicted and you're not going to tell them no. And so, um, this, and this, everything underneath this on my list all leads up to this. You have to create those guardrails. You have to have a better support system. Um, you know, you have to have new routine and habits when it comes to these friends. You know, I'm, I'm not going to hang out with Joe anymore, so I'm going to have to find, go do something else, find somebody else to hang out with. I'm going to have to use that support structure, a, a positive support system to go hang out with. You know, I got to find my value in Jesus, not in other people's approval. Um, so so your, your friend relationships and then your, roman- your romantic relationships. Good grief, people. <laughs> you know. Have the serious conversations with them on don't date without the intention of marrying and don't um, uh, don't don't spend all your time dating having superficial nonsense con- conversations about things that don't matter. Yeah. You know, if, if you're dating with the intention of marrying, then you need to be talking about how many kids do you want? How do you want to raise those kids? Where are you in your faith journey? Where are you in your addiction? Like you shouldn't be <laughs> dating somebody who's in active addiction. Um, what do you want to do with your life? Do you have plans? Do you have ambitions? Um, are you, you know, any sort of financial stability? Yeah. These are conversations you'd be having. Not, uh, did you watch uh, whatever TV show is on now? I don't know. But um, those aren't the conversations you'd be having. No. You know, after you've done the, the hard work, sure. Now we can talk about whatever your favorite sitcom is. But uh, good grief. Clean up your romantic relationships. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, it is, it's so obvious, and it's such a, I mean, today's culture, too, I mean, because we're so driven by that that flesh and that pursuit, um, God forbid that we're um, alone um, physically and, and sexually for any period of time, um, yeah. you know, because that's just going to be the end of, of gotta it all. Got to try it out. Got to make sure we're compatible. Yeah, just all of those things, and it's just like, just, I mean, just stop. Such a small number of people do this, and... But but I know this. Every one of them that lean into this are glad they did. Yeah. Glad they did. Um, I never find any, never find anybody that regrets that. Um, it and there's so many studies uh, on both sides, um, whether it's secular or you know spiritual, that um, just show how detrimental um, relationships can be. 
um, when approached wrong, whether it is romantic or not. Um, it's just so important to, to really button it down. So, yeah. All right. All right. Are we ready for mine? Yeah. All right. I'm, you know, it's, uh, is everybody's going to be shocked. You know, maybe it's the pastor in me. Yeah. Um, maybe, um, maybe it's because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. And, you know, and, you know, he, presented himself as the the beginning point or or whatever you know but Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, so mine is a little different than just salvation though it's a trust that through jesus you can actually change um and so um obviously i think that everything begins with christ and and should and i don't think caleb would argue that Mm -hmm. um but uh i think the thing that we miss though even in that is a relationship with Jesus brings about actual change in our life. And we need to trust that, um, that it's not just, well, you're not going to go to hell, you know, down the road. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not fire insurance. Yeah. It's that, all right, through a relationship with Jesus, I can enter into a process of sanctification and, um, you know, I can, I can become the visible image of an invisible God that through my life and my actions, I can become, uh, I can become a better person that, you know, when we look at Galatians five, that the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, which are all the things that drug addicts don't have, <laughs> um, yeah. um, can actually be fruit in my life, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So through Jesus, we can change that. We actually believe that, you know, God creates us as new people, new creations, right? All of that. Um, and instead of having like this half-hearted view of the gospel, the message of Jesus, that, that it's just to kind of protect our eternity, that we're going right. to live life how we live life. Um, and then hopefully I won't spend eternity in hell. No, it's, I'm going to live life now how God wants me. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he's going to empower me to actually carry that out here, now, today. Oh, I thought I was a Christian so I can learn five new ways to be a better parent. Yeah, well, that's part of it, you know. That's what the, it's down the list. <laughs> that's what the sermon series at the megachurch said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah, no, I mean, obviously. So, again, I it is the most important thing. And... and um, if you've ever, if you really know me, which, uh, you know, Aaron, Aaron should know, and, you know, Pastor Rick would, would not be surprised with my list is that sometimes I'm just contrarian for the sake of contrarianism. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and which is totally why I have well, it. I really like the fact that, I mean, it really does speak to, you know, it's my beginning, it's your end on yeah. there, but it's in both. I mean, it really yeah. does speak to just that truth. I mean, yeah. God said he is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Um, and, w- and where we start with him is where we need to come back to as well. Yeah. Um, so whether it was intentional or not, um, yeah, I believe it's scriptural. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, it is. And, so, and, and I, uh, which is cool. It's cool to me that it worked out that yeah. way. Well, there you go. Um, um, but, but yeah, I mean, and, and it is, it is everything, everything starts and ends with that. And, and out of, and this is why, um, this is why people fall into it. You know, this is crazy. I would just watch, we, um, we just, I finally just watched, uh, Jesus revolution last night. As a matter of fact, it's a good movie. And, yeah, it was really good. That was you know, it's surprisingly always, good for for you. Always have to add the addendum for a Christian movie. It was really good. Yeah. I mean, but even at, not at, if yeah. it was a non-Christian. I mean, it's actually a well-made movie. Yeah, like, and the, and the story was really good, and I enjoyed it. But you know, they they make that point at the very beginning. Um, the the uh, Kelsey Grammer's daughter, the the pastor, the the stodgy Southern Baptist style pastor of the in the movie. You know his church is dying, and uh, if you haven't seen it, his church is dying. This is in the '60s, the 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 hippies and all that stuff. Um, his church is dying, and it's a bunch of again this is the exact kind of church I was I grew up in, um, very conservative, traditional, and um, you know, and he has an encounter with a uh, Christian who is a hippie, 
and he's just trying to reach, you know, he's reaching those, you know, the hippie generation, and, um, you know, and he eventually starts getting him to come to this church, which is, you know, creates obviously a little bit of a, a conflict between the congregants. But um, the daughter, you know, uh, <coughs> wasn't the daughter. It was um, somebody, one of them in the, in the movie makes a point that, you know, that they're all searching for the same thing, you know, except the hippies, the hippie movement and the drug movement, they're, they're doing it through drugs. They're trying to find meaning and purpose and, and they're doing it through drugs, which in, and then later on in the movie, one of the main characters makes that. He's like, I just don't, you know, he, he comes to Christ, but he's afraid of what's happening um, because he, and he says it, he says, I just don't want this high to end. Is this just another drug? Yeah. And, you know, and then his girlfriend's like, no, you know, it's not, let's, let's figure it out together. And that's what, you know, back to Jesus being the, 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 the end, the beginning and end of all this is that this is an addiction in recovery. You know, that's what people are searching for. They're trying to find, they're trying to fill that hole. They're trying to find purpose and meaning and happiness and joy. And all those things are found in Jesus, not in a bottle or a chemical or a substance. You know, those things will give you a high that you're going to come down down off of and make you feel worse. And, um, you know, and that's not what we find in our faith, yeah. you know, at least if we're living it out. If God <coughs> really is God in your life, you know, then, then there is this peace and joy and happiness. And um, that's eternal. That's going to last. And so, yes, it is absolutely, you know, like I said, even though I put it as number five just to be contrarian, it is number one. Um, in, in our lives. And um, so, so absolutely um, the most important thing. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, that's it, isn't it? That's it. Um, well, again, I mean, I hope that the list blessed you. Um, I think go back through them just so you guys know. Number one on mine was uh, trust that uh, through Jesus you can actually change. Then I would say take responsibility, stop being a victim. Number three, change your people, places, things. Number four, don't give up. And number five, never stop making positive change no mine was <clears throat> number one was clean up your relationships number two create guardrails number three establish a new routine or habits um, number four create a support structure and number five get or or reestablish your relationship with jesus no. so <clears throat> hopefully it's something that's blessed you you know no matter what you're navigating in your life whether it's substance abuse or um, anything else um, th these are steps and, and practical things that you can put into practice in your life that will bring about real and lasting change um, but uh, we are grateful that you guys have stuck with us through today hope you enjoyed today's episode again be sure to check us out on social media if you're still with us that is Facebook Instagram YouTube wherever you scroll um, reach us at the church office 918-283-2221 or email us at info at cedarpoint.church but uh, we should tease we have we have some some changes coming uh, we do have some changes coming so out. make sure you stay you, you gotta make people want more man yeah that's that's Thank true you so you gotta make it come back so so next week hopefully right yeah hopefully yeah 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 i'm, I'm saying that on air to put pressure on you yeah next week i gotta <laughs> do what <laughs> yeah we'll talk about it later yeah. but uh so next week hopefully we'll, we'll be An announcing some you know make some making announcements and significant changes and uh to our format yeah. uh to format name venue It'll be all of it. Um, we'll have a crossover for a period of time, I'd say. But yeah. uh, eventually, yeah, you're going to start to look for us at a different place. It'll kind of broaden our horizon, what we're able to talk about, um, and uh, the impact that, that hopefully we're able to um, help have on your life. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah. So Just stay tuned. Yep. But love you guys. We'll check you right back here next week. <laughs>